the almost forgotten America's first black American congressman, the reconstruction period, and the dawn of the great political age for black Americans. This is your host and author, the Honorable Daryl J. Brackeen Jr. Let's get started. Chapter 2, The Honorable Hiram Rhodes Revels. I wish to see all done that can be done for their encouragement to assist them in acquiring property, in becoming intelligent, enlightened, useful, and valuable citizens. This is a quote from Hiram Rhodes Revels, an individual who would become one of the first black American congressmen. Hiram was born and raised in Fayetteville, North Carolina to free people of color. His family had been free since before the Revolutionary War. In 1838, he went on to live with his other family, including his brother, who would own and run a barber shop. And it was there that Hiram learned a trade of barbering. Barbering is absolutely crucial to bridging the gap economically for the black American community from then even in present day. As we all know, the barber is the center of our community and our hair salons are often places where we gather to be encouraged, to get information, and honestly, to simply have a little fun. So you can imagine that Hiram was an individual that had the calling for people. But more than that, he felt a calling for education and ministry. He felt as if this would become a significant part in his life. So he went on from North Carolina with his trade of barbering to Beach Grove Quaker Seminary in Indiana. And he continued his studies at Drake County Seminary in Ohio. Once he finished seminary studies, he became an ordained minister in the African American Episcopal Church, where he served as an itinerant minister throughout the Midwest and parts of the South. And it was in the early 1850s that he married the love of his life, Phoebe A. Bass. And eventually they had six daughters. In the next phase of his journey, he continued to study religion from 1855 to 1857 in Illinois, where he was then sent to the Methodist Episcopal Church in Baltimore, Maryland, where he became a school leader of an African-American high school. And it was about a year later in Baltimore when the Civil War began. Hiram decided to serve as a chaplain for the Union Army while supporting recruitment for the U.S. Colored Troops, who were mobilizing in 1862. He also participated in the Battle of Vicksburg, Mississippi. Revels felt called to join in America's first independent black denomination, known as the Methodist Episcopal Church. As a result, he stayed in Mississippi to be the permanent pastor at a church 
in Natchez, Mississippi with his family. While there, he began to have a great impact throughout the community, starting educational programs and getting involved deeply into the community politics and had great influence within the Republican Party, which was growing, ever growing at that time. This became an essential part to his future and also to the party's platform for black people. But also, he had an understanding that he needed to represent the poor white children and that community as well. So he ended up being very popular in both communities, white Republicans and black Republicans alike. After all, this is a democracy and you have to combine like interests in order to advance a larger agenda and ensure a win in an election. While he wasn't interested in being chosen to run for office, everyone saw that he was the absolute best candidate possible because he had the compassion for people and understanding uh, political views of everyone he came across. He would be considered, in modern-day terms, a moderate politician. He feared the racial backlash of electing a black man into office during these tough and turbulent times. He feared that they would not see the work that was needed and necessary in order to get to the other side. But despite this, he overcame his fear and ended up running for alderman in 1868. His candidacy for alderman worked because his reputation was that of a fair person who could rise above the typical political infighting and bring people together. Of course, he was successful. And as a result of this success, the community absolutely saw a need for him to be a part of the 140-seat legislature that had been created. Revel's popularity rose and he was asked to even give the opening prayer at the start of the newly elected legislature. His devotion made such an impression that in 1870, the Mississippi legislature elected Hiram Revels as one of the state's first black U.S. senators and the first senator from Mississippi to be seated in Washington, D.C. after the Civil War. As Senator Revels arrived to the United States Senate, he experienced a welcome from a large crowd of witnesses at his swearing-in. Of course, within this audience, there were much opposition, so he had to be very brave and confident in knowing that he was elected by the people of Mississippi, duly elected. Even the Southern Democrats in office protested his election because there was a Senate requirement that stated that senators needed to have nine years of prior citizenship. And of course, African Americans and black Americans had just recently received their citizenship. Of course, they used the Dred Scott decision that had stated that black people were not citizens in 1857. 
Therefore, Rebels would need to have nine years of citizenship to be counted as U.S. Senator. While the detractors tried their best to ensure he was not sworn in, his supporters argued that the 14th Amendment overturned the Dred Scott decision and is now the law of the land deeming the Dred Scott case unconstitutional, which paved the way on February 25th, 1870, the Senate voting in favor of swearing in rebels, 48 to 8 votes, to becoming a United States Senator. There was a standing ovation from the galleries as the visitors overlooked this historic moment in United States history. The Senator worked on ensuring black workers received work within various government-owned properties. He was assigned to the Education Committee and he was assigned to the committee that oversaw the affairs of the District of Columbia. Overall, the Senate's work focused on ensuring the reconstruction efforts were underway and Revels was deeply a part of that work. With Revels as a staunch supporter of racial equity, he was also asked for amnesty and restoration of full citizenship to ex-Confederates who swore the oath of full support and loyalty to the United States. We must take a moment here to reflect on this. Why would a black American support ex-Confederates swearing in and becoming full United States citizens again? It's simply because he also represented many of these individuals, many of whom were poor and white, and they simply needed the support and the work. And in order to ensure his reelection, he needed to make sure that he represented them too. Very controversial in reflection, but in politics, it is very essential to build coalitions That is why Hiram Rebels was elected, because he was indeed a coalition builder. While his term was short, he was very impactful. He ended up impacting the trajectory of the work that the other African-American members of Congress continued for in the future. Over time, the white Democratic leaders began to systematically attack black voters. And when Revel's term ended in 1871, he went back home as the founding president of Alcorn College and unfortunately died of a stroke in 1901. The almost forgotten America's first black American congressman the Reconstruction period, and the dawn of the black political age by yours truly, the Honorable Daryl J. Bracken Jr. See you next time.